0: This week we discussed what our lives were like at university.
1: We also talked about uh, difficulties in meeting people and what our experiences have been getting to know new people.
0: Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, I'm Ben. I'm Wolf, and welcome to this podcast has no name. That's the podcast that doesn't have a name. Enjoy. Hey there. Are
1: you following the podcast on Twitter? Well why not? It's the best place to keep up with what we're doing. You can find us on Twitter at noname underscore pod. Well based on how I had been doing up to that point it was probably about as expected but I was my that's my first a in university so
0: Wow, that's cool. That's always nice feeling. I think I got maybe one of those in university when I was there so
1: yeah, but you were in film school that makes it worse.
0: Yeah it does Definitely it does Because you know Film school is easy So
1: What was it what Like was what it, was you know? this, What did you guys do Drugs Well aside from that
0: Uh study Every once a month Probably No Um We were forced In the first year To take pretty much Just all the electives So I posed Mostly it was like In English And economics And Not economics What the fuck Was it called Statistics Um What else did I take Reading comprehensive reading that one sucked, but Paul was pretty cool the prof Uh, And then I took film and I took theater year-round and that was pretty terrible and other than that we just copiously drank Well, I think that's pretty
1: standard for anybody in university
0: I remember there was this uh, department party in university where it's like uh, we were just kind of supposed to go there and have... They had, like, a little bit of beer, a little bit of cider, and a wine. It was, like, shitty boxed wine, though, so it was only... I was only drinking the cider because the beer sucked, too. It was standard lager, which... I don't know if you ever had it, but it's not very good. Oh so God, then we went over to the bar at Garbanzo's, my favorite, and we ordered probably 35 shots between seven of us. <laughs> and just down five shots each, and we went back, and it was suddenly a fun party, so... Yeah, that was that was one of my highlights of university and I think we played a uh, Nintendo until the wee hours in the morning in the university and then we went home.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when I did my orientation and like walked around the university, they took us through Garbanzo's and the annex and I'm like I'm looking at all the beers on tap. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to spend a lot of time in here." And literally, I think in the 3 years I went there, I maybe went in there twice.
0: I went there probably twice a week. <laughs>
1: Why didn't, like, why didn't you fight you, we went there concurrently, why didn't you
0: tell me you were there, I would've hung out with you. You know what the thing is, I never knew you were there when I was there. Really? Hmm. Well, I mean, how many times did we talk? Like, Um, never? I don't think I ever saw you either. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's fair. So, I mean, yeah, we probably could've gone and gone to Garbanzos, but... I mean, we're not really missing much as soon as I was done in that school. I don't think I ever desired to go back there. It was just convenient and there, so I went there and also it's pretty expensive for what it is. I think it was mm-hmm. like fifteen dollars for a small pizza. It was just fucking terrible pizza so
1: yeah no okay, I, I, it was okay It was like okay. i kind of I kind of think about that now, like you know when people go to your to university you're not, like the what I did was probably not what most people do like people typically you go there and like you go to your class and then you hang around and study or like go to whatever the coffee shop is and hang out there and meet people kind of thing yeah like like typically what i did is i would drive there which most people didn't do but i got nope. sick of i got sick of taking the bus at eight o'clock in the morning in the winter so i started driving. garbage well not because it well the fact the problem was is the bus i took was you could either take it the one that, I had an eight thirty class, and you could either take it at like seven and get there at seven thirty, or take it at eight and then be five minutes late. And I took the eight one, and then the problem was, is I was walking in like five ten minutes late every day, and I could tell the prof the prof was slowly starting to hate me. And I'm like, wow, well, this is I'm like this nice. is I'm like this is no good because if it's like a test day, I can't be like five ten minutes late when I only have fifty minutes to write the thing anyway. So I just started driving there. But the thing is, is like, so I would drive there, go to my classes and then get my car and go home. Like I, I, I did not spend a second longer on campus than I needed to. For well, my Well you classes. also
0: have to pay for parking too, right? So that would make a huge difference.
1: Well the problem was is my classes went for like three and a bit hours and
0: anything over three hours you
1: just had to pay till six. So Oh. So I, I was paying for the full day anyway, so I could have stayed as long as I wanted, but I just was like done class, going home. Fuck you know, fuck you guys, I'm going home.
0: Well, I mean, once I got a car, I think I maybe went to four classes after that, but I drove there every single time, and it was not... Like, there's never parking in the university area. Unless, maybe there is in the morning, and I'm just crazy, but when I would get there for my 6 p.m. class, everybody was either leaving or just getting there for their night classes, so it was just impossible to find parking, and I'd always park, like, six blocks away, um, or six streets down, like, two blocks down, like, it was far, and then it was two hour parking during the day so I could never park during the I don't know it sucked but yeah if you, if you had like an
1: 8.30 if you had an 8.30 there was parking because like nobody was there yet so if you got there at like 8 anytime before like 8.15 you'd have a place to park but pretty much after 9 it's a shit show
0: that's actually a good point because yeah when I went there for my 8.30 class on the first day before I dropped out of it because I didn't really want to do it anyways um there was nobody there in the morning which is kind of cool
1: mhm yeah the yeah. the eight the the eight thirty class like I remember when I took it it was an elective, and then I decided at one point I wanted to major in it and then changed my mind. but the thing was so I took it it was kinesiology, so I took it one year at eight thirty and then the problem was was like toward the end of the term, I just couldn't be bothered to get out of bed anymore
0: yeah cause it sucks
1: so it's like a I would
0: super early just early class.
1: Yeah, and I was dumb, and I never went to bed on time, and like even when I would, if I would go to bed at ten, I'd still be awake at like one or two, because I couldn't fall asleep, and then so like I just would wake up at you know seven o'clock to get have to get up and go to my eight thirty class, and I just couldn't do it. I just would you know sleep in and stay in bed, and then so I barely went at all the second half of the term, and then failed it and then decided in the summer that I wanted to major in it so I took it again but the thing is is that it's only offered at 8:30 with the same prof so I had to do the same thing with the 8:30 classes and like it, it got to the point where literally to make it there I had to get up and I like I would get up and not shower and just get dressed and go cuz I couldn't get myself to get in the shower in the mornings
0: yeah it's was, so early like yeah the thing is, to put your mind to work at that time of the day is also pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, like, even, have you read, there's, like, studies that show that, especially for teenagers, for teenagers, like, they say high school starts way too early. Yep. Like they said, In mostly, the day classes. Mostly, you're apparently not ready to go until, like, ten ten thirty at the earliest.
0: Honestly, though, the thing is, is that, um... When it comes to, and this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but when it comes to driving to school, I was thinking about this. Um, I used to fucking hate taking the bus to school. Mm -hmm. But to be honest with you, since I moved here and, you know, I actually have to pay, like, real insurance rates, not, like, the Manitoba insurance rates, Mm -hmm. um, I so badly just want to get rid of my car. Why? I don't want it. I mean, as much as that gives me freedom... I want to get an older used car versus my nice new car because fuck it's expensive first off to insure it's probably gonna pay about 300 a month to insure it Um, but I just I don't know transit will be significantly cheaper I pay every two weeks for the car pay every month for insurance and then I'm gonna have to pay every five years for my license here which is not bad in comparison but um, just very expensive thing to have when, quite honestly, like, a lot of the commuting that I do, I could, um, and I didn't even include gas in that, but I could just take the bus places, right, and then rent a car or something when I need you, to you, go out of the don't city. You have to be, don't you have to be 25 to rent a car? Well, they have, like, um, what is it called? They call it car to go, but it's essentially, like, uh... You can use their service, and like uh, Peg City Car Co-op is the same sort of thing. Oh you yeah, see those okay. cars driving around, they pay yeah. a monthly fee, and they can use those cars. Mm-hmm. I almost did that when I first got my car, because I didn't want to buy one, but I ended up doing it anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's a usually a good idea. So one of the things that I found pretty challenging once I left school was meeting people, because I feel like... Throughout high school and university, like you have people with similar interests or at least convenient friends throughout school. So, uh, the biggest change I think after school was just meeting people and how hard it is because everybody has their own things that they go about doing. And like every- even at work, like you meet friends, but it's just not the same as school friends because it's not the same sort of like friendship. It's like a more professional relationship. If you know what I mean. I don't know if you have any experience with that at all, but. Yeah. Yeah, Meeting people in general, I feel like.
1: Yeah, like I, you know, most of the people that I was, that I would have considered myself kind of close friends with through high school were, you know, people that I either met in class or people that I knew from junior high or elementary or somewhere in there. And then I would have, they either met people through them or just met people in class in general. But the thing that I noticed when you get to university is, people don't really talk to each other in those classes. Like, it's not not as social as um, high school was. And, you know, like, it's weird walking into a class and, like, it's just dead quiet before it starts. Like, people are just all sitting by themselves. Or even if they're sitting next to someone, they're not talking to them at all. Um, and then, like, I remember I tried to strike up a conversation I've tried a couple of times to like strike up conversations with people near me and they just kind of look at you like, like why the fuck are you talking to me? This, you know, we're not here for that sort of thing. So.
0: Yeah. Like there was one girl I sat beside in my statistics class and like, I definitely know that I went to high school and had classes with her but I never really talked to her in high school and I never once approached her she never once approached me I think I smiled at her once when I saw her in class and that was about it and it's like I, I feel like just nobody really cares in university to talk to each other like I, I think I was in a program where people were forced to be social regardless because it's like film and theater and that's kind of just what the nature of the industry is but um so I don't know if I necessarily have the same experience in all my classes that I had in university about not being social, but it definitely is challenging in some for sure. So I can see where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, like even now, um, like having been out of high school and been in university for three years now, I find that a lot of the people I was friends with in high school I don't really talk to anymore. Like I might run it, I might run into them out somewhere and we'll chat for a minute, but I mean like if it came down to it and i wanted to like say i wanted to go out tonight and i wanted to talk to some like say i wanted to go out tonight and i wanted to you know text somebody and be like hey let's go do something the list of people i could text is pretty short so that's something that i kind of think about now it's like like i should get out and try and meet new people more but i just i don't really have an idea of how to do it you know
0: but uh especially like moving into a new city um, if you don't meet people and like meet strangers you, you're you pretty much fucked is what I've learned and you're just not going to meet anybody because of course you don't know anybody so what are you going to do? Um, so that's been probably like the biggest thing is like overcoming my fear I guess you could say of talking to strangers mm-hmm so I mean I I approached someone in a coffee shop today who was talking about his podcast and I was like hey man I hear you're talking about a podcast what's your podcast called and I kind of started that conversation but it's as someone who's pretty much been introverted my entire life I'm forcing myself to become an extrovert because I'm pretty much left without another option I guess um Otherwise, I'm just not going to meet people. And it, it's reached a point after almost three months of living here, I'm like, okay, I'm fucking sick and tired of sitting in my home doing nothing all the time. So I need to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And the only thing I, I can really solve that problem is to meet people. So, um, but the thing is, is even when you need to meet people, it doesn't make it any easier. It only makes it fucking harder because you don't know what to do. And that's the thing. It's like, our, you think about a society from like 500 years ago, let's say people literally always were communicating with each other in some way before we had any internet and before it was easy to communicate people communicated more now that it's easy to communicate people communicate with people they know I'm always communicating with people that I know from Winnipeg but then I go outside and I know fucking no one so Mm -hmm. are we really more connected with the internet is another interesting question to think about there because I would hazard a guess to say not really no we're pretty much more divided than we've ever been
1: yeah like i think it's easier for people to you know not talk to each other now than it is even 10 years ago or 15 years ago just because of how everyone's so connected everybody has basically a supercomputer in their pocket now um Yep. and I'm guilty of the same thing. Like I, most of, excuse me, most of my conversations are carried out via text. Very rarely do I ever phone anybody. Um, like the thing, one thing I want to touch on, I would say, is I'm kind of envious in the position that you're in. Is that you've moved to a new city where you don't know anybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I kind of would like to see how I would fare if, like, I was just dropped into a new city where I don't know anybody. You know, I don't know anything there and I'd like to see how I would get on with like trying to establish
0: connections there. Um. You learn a lot. You definitely learn a lot about like... I thought I was an extrovert, but the reality was is that I just knew a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I met their friends with similar interests. It was really comfortable meeting them in comfortable places. When it's here, it's like... I don't know these people. I know that the people who are here are way different. Their values are a lot different. Like, it's, it's challenging. So, I mean, I, you have a very strong point there. Like, it's, it's a, a true test, almost, of yourself.
1: Right. Like, the thing that... And the, the another thing that I think about with myself is, like, I feel like... Um, I feel like I have, like, different versions of myself... And what I mean by that is, like, when I was in high school, I had a group of guy friends that were all, like, we were all hockey players, and we all, like, we were your stereotypical bunch of hockey players. Like, we would, you know, talk shit at each other and talk about hockey and, like, you know, that kind of, like, stereotypical uh, bro kind of group. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the thing is, is, like, when I would hang out with other people like, the instance in my mind that I'm thinking of is I used to hang out with this girl in grade 12 um, who was in one of my classes, and I, I really liked her, and I would just, like... I noticed one day that I was just... The way I was interacting with her was very different than the way I was interacting with my guy friends from that hockey group where I was just... I wasn't, like, being loud and rambunctious, and I wasn't, like... So I kind of sat there. I'm like, which version of me is is, like, me, me, you know? Like is it the loud boisterous hockey player or is it this kind of soft you know softer kind of more reserved guy like i really and even now i kind of think about it sometimes like i wonder which version of myself is the actual version of myself
0: i think that that's just something that never goes away though because you almost like i was talking with someone a a week or so ago and i was like discussing with him this very similar topic. Um, And one of the things that he said is like, that's actually a good point because when I am here, he's from Calgary, when I'm here I can pick this person to go and hang out if I want to go out at night. If I want to stay in and watch Netflix, I'll pick this friend. But I'll never do probably the same thing with those two friends because I know that one would like to stay in and one would like to go out. Or if I want to go out and eat, I know I have this friend. So you almost have like, Different friend groups with different, like, things that you do. And that's not so much the same thing. Because, like, you're talking about, like, characteristics and personalities, too. But I think that that even applies as well. And I think that it's always dependent on what group you're with. Like, when I'm with my family, I'm different than when I'm with my friends. And I'm different with my roommates than I am with other people that I know here. Because I'm more comfortable with them. So, I think it just depends on your comfort level with people, too. And definitely their values. Because if they value, like... Popularity and like money, you're gonna act more like like the stereotypical popular person, like the, the you know I don't know if you know what I'm getting at. But like some people conform a bit more to that. If that makes sense, yeah. I just I don't really give a fuck anymore. So I just kind of do whatever I do all the time. And if people don't like it, then fuck it. I'm just maybe I've reached a point in my life where I'm like I just really don't care what the opinions of others are about me. Right, because like a- they'll have good ones, they'll have bad ones.
1: Yeah, like, sometimes I'll notice that my different personas kind of bleed into one another, if you Mm -hmm. know what I mean. Like, I'll be, if I'm with a group of people that are, like, more quiet or more reserved. Like, the example of this is I kind of, like, in high school, I never really fit it. Like, there's, high school is very cliquey, right? But I never, Mm -hmm. I never really fit into any of the cliques, like, uh, I was never in one solid click i kind of like floated around all over the place like i was i would i was with like the jocks sometimes but sometimes i was with the the ib kids or sometimes i was with the theater kids or you know so like some like i remember somebody i don't remember who it was but i remember somebody i walked past someone in the hall and they're like hey wolf what's up and i'm like hey man and he told me later that the guy he was walking with was like who is that and he's like oh that's wolf and he's like well like why who is he and he's like i don't know everyone just says hi to wolf like that was kind of a thing in high school was like I just knew pretty much everybody in my grade
0: through someone I kind of made that my goal one of my goals throughout high school was like I want to try and meet as many fucking people as I can so that when I leave high school I have lots of friends and you know what the mm-hmm. fucked up thing is you
1: didn't get like, like really close with any of them
0: percent of that school I could say hi to and then um, as soon as I left I think I talked to well you you Another one. If I include my sister, it's three. And my brother I knew in high school as well. It's like, I'll say four. <laughs> I
1: don't think sister don't and really brother count, because I think he would have been talking to him anyway.
0: Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to up the numbers, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, pad the stats but, like, a little That's the thing.
0: Bit. That's the reality. It's like you you just disconnect with everybody. Because, I mean, you think about it. Also, there's another fair point. I did also move to another city recently. So, I can't really expect to be reconnecting with these people. Actually, I'd say three. There's another mm-hmm. one I forgot about. But, that's it's kind of just sad. Like, that's... I, I knew probably about at least 500 people in that school. And I talked to three.
1: Yeah, I mean... My number is probably around the same. Like, I probably made more friends playing hockey, like, outside of school than I did in school, now that I think yeah. about it. But, like, the thing but even think, now...
0: Go ahead. I think that's the the big thing with, like, the reason why it's so easy to meet people in school is that you see them every day. It's convenient.
1: Yeah, uh, probably. It's
0: not convenient. You just don't give a fuck.
1: I wouldn't say it's that I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'll admit that there was a time where I was very... I think I'll I'll use the word very angry because the thing was is like I would look at like texting with people uh, as an example I would always have I was of the mentality that it's a two-way street and mm-hmm. if somebody like if I noticed I was the one that was always starting conversations with somebody I would get like you know I would be like well they obviously don't want to talk to me if I'm the one that's always starting conversations with people Um, And unfortunately because of that mentality I lost a really good friendship that I had With somebody who I used to talk to every day So And then years later I kind of look back at that and You know wished I still talked to that person And was like you know why was I so
0: stupid Um, Well I mean I don't know You do have a valid point There though that if you're the only one reaching out Like It does suck to be an afterthought I kind of know what you mean like I would always like this is the weirdest thing, is, like, a lot of the times in school and university and whatever, I was always, like, people would be, like, oh, yeah, were you at that, like, thing this weekend. And I'm, like, no. And they're, like, no one invited you? I'm, like, no, I didn't know what was going on. And they're, like, oh, you know, we kind of just thought that, like, everybody knows you. You, like, be invited. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you're always, like, that's really frustrating, so I can kind of see what you mean. Mm-hmm. So... It sucks because you're like, well, yeah, it would have, that would have been fucking fun. Or if like, it's like you're always texting, you just start to question whether you're just annoying that person. Mm-hmm. So, I would say that I've definitely done that before too. I have to have. I I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yeah, shit happens. We learn from it, right? So,
1: um, so like the other thing is, is I even now, like I look at, like I'll be on Twitter or I'll be on Instagram or something, and I'll see. Like, someone posts something of like somebody I knew from high school that, and maybe didn't know that well. Because the thing with being in high school and knowing so many people was, I knew, like you said, I knew like several hundred people,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I didn't know any of them like very well. I just knew who they were and like if I had a class with them or like I knew who right. they would ha- hang out with. But I, like, if you were to ask me like when's their birthday, what's their favorite color, any of that, I'd be like, I don't know, I have no idea. Um, right. So, like, I'll see somebody post something, and I'll think, like, like, oh, I liked that person and, like, the limited interaction that I had with them. I wish I would have been closer with them. And then I think, like, like, should I message them now and be like, hey, what's up? And then, like, every time I'm like, no, that just seems really weird to just contact somebody out of the blue like that that you talked to a couple times in high school.
0: Well, here's the other side of that, too. I've done it. And... A lot of the time, you have a short conversation where you catch up with the person. You're like, oh yeah, you're working here now, that's cool. And then it's just, that's it. Like, you don't make plans, you just kind of catch up. (laughs) And I don't know if maybe that's just the reality of our society now because of the way, like I said, we were, like, or we discussed earlier, I guess we're connecting now or we're not so connected. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've done it many times and it's just, it's never the same, I guess. So... There's yeah. that side to it as well.
1: Yeah, like I just, you know, I think it's silly to look back at high school and want like do overs with so many people. But it's just like because of where I'm at now and not having a large friend group, I just sort of feel like, like the thing about being in high school that when I look back on it was, like how, like I said, how it was really clicky was the there was like the po- the kids you knew who were popular and they all hung out with the popular kids and then you had like. It seemed like there was a fine line between you were either popular or you're a, an outcast, right? And the yep. thing was is I never I feel like I called myself a tweener, because I would hang out with, people who were like in that sort of popular group quite a bit, and I had friends who were so I would be standing in a group of, like, people who I would have called popular kids, and they'd be talking, and you could t- I could tell that some of them would be kind of looking at me like what are, what are you doing here like you don't belong here sort of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. there's some, There's like a lot of importance to them though That's a, if I fucking hate some of those popular kids it's like yeah I'm the important popular kid but then you look at them now and it's like nobody fucking cares like nobody fucking cares how popular you were in high school you know when I go and meet someone I'm like, okay before we hang out I was going to ask you man how popular were you in high school it's like it seemed so important to be popular and to know a lot of people back then and now you look at it and you're just like oh yeah, I was in high school and I knew that many people. Like, good for me. Who gives a fuck, right? So, <laughs> it, I don't know. I, I understand what you mean with like like not feeling like you're in the place, but like at the end of the day, I feel like almost more happy that I didn't fit into those groups because I wouldn't have some sort of like false sense of confidence for something that I've literally, when I've literally never accomplished anything with that, right? I just knew people, good for me. But I think this is kind of maybe a little bit, I don't know how uh, great this is to share, but um, when me and my ex broke up, uh, one of the things that she said was, I wish you had more friends. And I was like, all right, okay. And like, I mean, obviously she was more like the the popular type that knew everybody, but she was also like 18 years old and a little bit naive and thinking that those sorts of things actually truly matter about a character in a person. So, I mean... Um, y- you think about, like, I thought about that for the longest time, a long, longest time, I'm like, okay, I don't know that many people, and then, so I reached this point where I was just like, you know what, I'm okay with not knowing a lot of people, I'll just try and connect with the people who I know I actually care about and really like to spend time with, and built a little bit of a group around that, and then now I'm out here, I'm like, I don't have that friend group, so it's like the same sort of thing, like reconstructing those one, two, three, four people that I like to spend time with, right, and it's not about... I, I don't know. I just kind of became comfortable with the fact that... Like if someone has an issue with the fact that I have four friends... Then they're not my friend. Like if I have four friends and I like those four friends... And I hang out with those four friends all the time... I don't care if I have 154 other friends... If those are the four people I like spending my time with. Like numbers just don't fucking matter. Right? Some people always do and that's fine. But I don't know. It just doesn't bug me in any way. That's my rant.
1: Right. Like... See, I kind of look at it in the sense that, like, I wish I would have... Not that I wish I would have been, like, super popular, but I just wish I would have had, like, a better... Uh, a larger social circle than I did then, because I feel like it would have given me better per, um, people skills. Mm-hmm. That's to fair. Have, like To be able to meet more people, because the thing... And this is sort of what's funny, is, like, when I was younger, like, back to elementary school, I never had a problem, like, meeting people and making friends, and, like, I was never shy about... Um, like getting up in front of a room of people to like present something or like when I was in, in grade 6 I was in a musical at uh, my elementary school and I used to uh, fun fact about me I used to uh, dance at Royal Winnipeg Ballet for about 8 years and I used to get up on not. I never did actually ballet I did other stuff but I used to have a recital at the end of the year where I'd have to get up and dance in front of a couple thousand people at the concert hall
0: and I never, it never bothered you.
1: It never, I never thought about it then, but then uh, when I was in grade 12, I was in a uh, drama class at, in high school, and our, for grade 12, the seniors put on a play from that class, and I remember the opening scene, the play was called DNA, and I remember the opening scene was me sitting on the stage on the floor with uh, a co- co-star, I guess you could call it, and I'm holding an ice cream cone And I remember the lights coming up in the uh, drama room for the play in front of maybe, like, 50 people. And the lights come up, and I'm looking at my hand holding the ice cream cone, and my hand is, like, visibly shaking. (laughs) As the... Like, I'm literally, like, oh, hell. And I'm, like, "Bring!" I'm supposed to... And I'm eating it on stage. It's a real ice cream cone. So I'm, like, bringing it to my mouth and, like, trying desperately not to, like, miss and hit the side of my mouth or something. But I remember just being, like, holy hell, My my, like my uh, my hand is shaking and then I remember because we did that show for two nights and the second night I had a short monologue and I forgot one of my lines in the middle of it so oh, I'm standing I'm standing there and the thing is I'm in I'm in the middle of the stage everybody else is on stage behind me in a half circle looking at me everybody in the crowd is looking at me and I'm looking at one of my friends because I'm talking to him and i'm looking at him and my eyes are like the size of dinner plates because i'm like holy god what the hell is my next line why don't like why am i forgetting it now i've been rehearsing this for months but i remember being like and my and the thing is is when you when you forget a line or like something like that happens you're you can't there's no reasoning with anything your whole brain just goes shit 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 shit, shit fuck bitch shit bit you know like <laughs> yeah so it's it just pal- it's full-on panic mode, and I remember one of the girls in the class, like, because she knew what my monologue was, and she knew that I was supposed to talk to her next, she kind of saved me, she kind of led me into the next thing, and I remember, like, getting off, and I'm just like, thank you for not letting me just sit there, because I probably would have s- probably would have just sat there until someone had to, like, get me a script. <laughs>
0: that would have been terrible. Yeah, I remember being like, Save. I came off, like, shaking, just like, oh my god. I Honestly, the thing is, though, like, When it comes to public speaking, to meet Mm -hmm. a thousand people. Let's say, like, I'm speaking in front of a thousand people and to meet a thousand people. I would much rather speak in front of a thousand people than meet a thousand people because the thing is, I get a little bit of nerves in front of a whole bunch of people. But when it comes to talking to one person, the nerves go through the roof and then a thousand times over. It's like, it's crazy to me how much of a difference it makes when you think about, like... I, I almost always thought that like speaking in front of a large crowd was a bad thing, but the thing is is nobody cares in that large crowd what you say. They'll just focus on it and take from it what they can, whereas when you're in just a one-on-one conversation, they actually respond, and they actually like have opinions, whereas if you're just in a crowd, they just comply and don't say a thing. So I hate the fact that you actually have to think and have responses. That's That's what I don't like, but that's not super related to what you're talking about I did the thing with forgetting lines though the one thing that I think I learned is that um, you forget them only for the reason that you think you're going to forget them you panic and you you get off the stage when you know your line you're fine and you're like why didn't I remember that when it was on stage it's because you were searching for the line in your brain and panicking at the same time so it just went blank like that's the funny thing is you knew it I'm assuming once you got off stage you knew the line
1: I think at that point I was just so thankful that that, uh, the girls that that led me into my next line saved me. I think I was just, because that was the last night we were doing it. And I was just, Mm -hmm. you know, glad that we, I was just like glad I got out of it. Because I really was there, like, what the hell? Like, it was almost as if time stood still. So I'm kind of there, like, you know, how the hell do I get out of this? Because I, for the life of me, I couldn't remember what I was supposed to say. And nobody else had any other.
0: I think if I'm not mistaken, I wasn't there, I can assure you of this, but it was probably like a split second, and she took over, and nobody even noticed a difference. But in your brain, and in your perception, and in her perception, it probably felt like an eternity.
1: Well, I'm sure the people, the other people in the play with me knew something was wrong, because I had never paused like that when I was doing it. And obviously, mm-hmm. that girl knew something was wrong because she, you know, bailed me out. But I totally. asked my, because uh, we did it two nights, and I asked my parents who they came to both shows, and I asked uh, my mom, I said, did it seem like I, uh, like, I said, I forgot a line in there. Did you notice it? And she said, I don't, she might have been being nice, but I said, did you notice that I, you know, that long pause where I couldn't remember my line? And she's like, uh, kind of, but I mean, it didn't seem like that glaring of a error.
0: Yeah, the kind of. Yeah. And the thing is, and I would probably trust that opinion because she was probably focused a lot more on you than anybody else. So, yeah, I would trust that. Yeah, I'd hope so. I hope so. And she hardly noticed it.
1: Yeah. I mean, she might have just been being nice, but I mean, yeah, I I, you know, it worked out for the best, but um, I I remember it it frazzled me quite a bit because there was one piece of uh furniture on the stage that I had to change intermittently to face a different way. Mhm depending on what scene it was. And I remember the rest of the night, I kept forgetting which way it was supposed to go. So for the rest of the night, uh, it was facing the wrong direction quite often. So... (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was one of those, like... It was one of those, like, uh, big blocks on casters, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, on one side, they had painted, like, a a garden scenery, and the other side, it was painted, like, a big boulder, because somebody had to sit on a boulder. So sometimes we'd be, like... And I knew at the end of the night I'd get off. I'd be like, fuck, I forgot to turn that thing around, didn't I? And I just, then I'm like, which way is it supposed?" Oh, fuck, who cares? I just couldn't, for the rest of the night, I was so, like, off my game because I forgot that line that uh, I just kept turning it the wrong way.
0: Yeah. That's how it goes, I guess. That's how it goes.
1: Yeah, the first night was much better, so.
0: I should have gone to the first night. I should have gone in general. No, I shouldn't. I don't think I missed anything. Oh, you would
1: have liked it. It was a good play.
0: Okay, then. I regret it. Uh, Can we
1: redo high school? Yeah, can we we just start over, Dude, can you imagine, like, right now, if you... I can't imagine, like, getting up tomorrow and going to the first day of grade nine. That would just be horrible.
0: Dude, I think I'd probably fucking cry. (laughs) I hated high school. It was the worst. Maybe it was just because I was not super popular. And I just, like, didn't really feel like... The thing is, I knew, I knew in high school that a lot of these friendships were just out of convenience, and it was like, yeah, these people I'm in classes with, so we hang out. But I just never changed anything where I was like, yeah, let's see these people outside of school. It's just like, so I don't know, it just seemed like a, a meeting place. I go there, it's like the, the watering hole, we all go there, and we, we learn our shit, and we leave, and we talk to each other during the day. And that's it. That's it. You know what I would love from high school though? The best thing ever would be hour long lunches. I would love to have that back any day. Yeah, I mean half hour lunches suck. I guess it depends on the job you're doing, right? It's true. Some some do offer that still. Alright, kids, it's time for your favorite segment of the week. Boys, it's the recommendations. Take it away, Wolf. What's your recommendation for the week?
1: Well, uh, for those of you who are fans of German metal bands, uh, <laughs> fuck.
0: know <laughs> that's like the entire demographic.
1: Yeah, that's the whole fan base. For those of you who are fans of German metal bands, one of my favorite bands, Rammstein put out a new record uh, this week. It's a self-titled record. Uh, pretty good. I've given it a few lessons now. And uh, definitely check out Auslander on that record. But yeah, Rammstein, self-titled record. Check it out.
0: And for those of you who are not into metal but really into not having things, there's a good documentary on Netflix that I watched by one of my favorite uh, YouTube creators, Matt Diavella, called uh, Minimalism. Good, good little flick, as they call them. Worth checking out.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you wanna follow me, you can. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at CaptainCrunch with a K, seven. That's CaptainCrunch seven.
0: Feel free to follow me as well. Search up The Ben Collective on Facebook and you should be able to find everything from there.
1: If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can. It's at name underscore pod. That's the best place to keep up with what we're doing and when new episodes are coming out.
0: Hope to see you guys all back here next week on the platform of your choice. See ya.